You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. Although, unfortunately, yes, we are going to be talking about Victoria and Greg. I've got some more things to bring up. Also, an update on the Aaron situation, sort of. And we're going to talk a little pop culture and more college football playoff for you. We'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by StoryWorth. StoryWorth compiles your loved ones' stories, memories, and even photos into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a valued keepsake. Guys, this makes a great holiday gift. So help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash Steve today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash Steve to save $10 on your first purchase. Also, this podcast brought to you by First Leaf. First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines that you'll love. You fill out a questionnaire. They learn your tastes through that. Then they deliver quality wines right to your door. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. So let's get started. (sighs) I think the first thing we need to discuss is, you know, we talked about it, that Victoria and Greg were going to be going on the Vile Files podcast, and Victoria posted yesterday on her Instagram story a picture with Greg and her. There was even a reel for it in the studio where Nick records his podcast, and Victoria put the caption on her photo saying, We're exhausted, we're drained, but we're happy. And we're sorry if we have offended anyone, but we do hope you all tune in to the Vile Files soon. So I don't know if that means this week or next week or what. But let's take issue with the sentence, we're sorry if we have offended anyone. Literally seven days ago, one week ago in real time, but you recorded it and you filmed it on November 4th, you sat up on that stage with Greg during the Bachelor in Paradise reunion show and you said, quote, Everyone can hate us if they fucking want. I don't give two shits. I'm with this guy. So once again, Victoria, which is it? Which Victoria do we need to believe? The Victoria that literally a week ago on television is telling everyone, we don't give a shit if you don't like us. You say specifically, I don't give two shits. Or now you realize the backlash that got and you're saying, we're sorry if we've offended anyone. Or do you really not care if you've offended anyone? I mean, this is <laughs> this is the exact thing I've been talking about with Victoria. You know, which one is it? The one who said on a podcast on April 8th, 2021, on the Clickbait podcast, that every guy she dates going forward, she's going to ask, the first question she's going to ask them is, what is their relationship with the Lord? That one? It's all right there. Pretty sure Dave Neal is going to cover that today. But you want some really, really hypocritical quotes. You go check out Dave Neal's YouTube page today. Or just go in your Apple podcasts and download the Clip Bake podcast from April 8th, 2021. 
and the amount of things that come out of Victoria's mouth that are literally 180 degrees different now are pretty comical. Oh, and if you want to hear grocery store Joe drool all over Victoria and ask her inappropriate questions two weeks before he jumped down my throat for the Demi thing, you can go listen to that as well. I mean, (laughs) it's all right there. I mean, it's not even, I'm not even saying like, hey, speculation is this or hey, I'm hearing this. No, it's all their behavior. It's all right out there for everyone to see. It's very, very comical to say the least. But they're going to be on Nick's podcast either this week or next. They clearly recorded it recently, if not yesterday. And we'll hear what they have to say. But again, we're sitting here and just wondering what could she possibly say that's different. I'm so confused. And I think a lot of people are confused. And we can even include Johnny in this. I'm totally confused about the timeline of everything. They've changed their stories so many times. And I don't think they've really been clear on what it meant to be not engaged, but still talking kind of and dating and working on things and seeing counseling. And yet, you know, Victoria goes to a party at Nick's place for Natalie's birthday and she, Greg is there. And right after that, she's really cold to Johnny when he sees her in Nashville and Johnny says, that's when it ended. And it's like, but we're not supposed to believe that they never saw each other or went out until their first date, quote unquote, in Italy. I mean, I've, I'm getting confused as much as I talk about this. I think I actually have the timeline down. I really don't. I have no idea because they've changed their story so many times. I'm so clueless on when anything was, but I can tell you this. I don't know what they're going to say on the podcast, but I guarantee it will be Victoria making herself the victim and she did nothing wrong ever. And so uh, that's unfortunate. I, I wish she would just be a little more honest and I wish she would actually own up to some things that she has done wrong in this relationship. And I don't know, maybe even address the things that she said in the past. I mean, that podcast from April 8th of 2021 on clickbait, all you have to do is download it and listen to it. She specifically says, every guy that I date from this point forward, the first question I'm going to ask them is, what is their relationship with the Lord? Now, since Paradise ended, she's done a couple interviews, whether it was backstage or that next day press event or whatever. At no point did I ever hear her say anything about Greg and his relationship with the Lord. And I think if this is something that you've been preaching for over a year, you would think that if all the glowing compliments that she has given Greg, which she has given a lot of, I have never heard once about her saying, I love the fact that he's a man of faith, or I love the fact that he's accepted my faith or whatever. So it's just like she was either bullshitting a year ago or she's phony now because she couldn't even carry that out for a year. You know, it's just, it's comical. But again, we're going to talk about it because it's important news. I just really hope that Victoria and Greg don't take a stance of why does everybody have to talk about us, um, you know, or even go after people like me or Dave or Game of Roses and, you know, try and, you know, try and take pot shots at us. It's like, yeah, we cover the show. 
Victoria, what did you expect us to talk about? Especially in a downtime right now. Like we cover the show. We talk about things that are happening in bachelor nation. We're going to talk about you and Greg. It's not like, Oh, get a life. It's just, but I have a feeling just knowing the way she is and knowing that she clearly isn't a fan of me that she's going to go that route maybe. And I'm just going to be like, I, again, just more naivete on her part, just like she was naive about, well, if we went to Italy we didn't think anyone would see us if we went there, it's like, you still have to walk through two airports or the airport twice, twice in the United States, twice in Italy. And you went to the Trevi fountain. It's just, you know, very naive for her to say that, uh, you know, why are people talking about us? Why do people care? Get a life, stuff like that. Like I can see her going that route. And again, it's just, that's the take she has. She just doesn't seem to get it. So I do have um, some information, but not detailed information in regards to the Aaron story. You know, the whole thing with Amy and Beth, not the real names, but the two women that contacted each other while Aaron was away filming Bachelor in Paradise on June 23rd. You saw the conversation that they had on Instagram that I posted that Beth gave to me. Well, I've still kept in touch with Beth since that conversation, and I mean, I'm finding out more, and some people are just like, yeah, I was quote-unquote involved as well. I've been involved with him, cheated on me with so-and-so, but they're they're almost like, you know, but I just, I've moved on. I don't want to be involved in this. Please don't, you know, use my name. I'm like, no, that's, that's fine. But I can relay the fact that I have seen more information that points to more cheating. And the guy just seems to kind of just do what he wants when it comes to women and dating and he's, he's, he's really made a name for himself in the San Diego area, apparently. And, um, yeah, I mean, it just sucks. And all all you can say is like, Aaron, you gotta be better. Women talk. And when you scorn them, they have receipts. And I would just say, if I was going to give any advice to him, not that he would ever listen, even though I've got 20 years on him. And I probably say I give pretty good advice when it comes to dating and relationships. Um, don't do what you've been doing. It's not working. And you're really hurting a lot of people by doing it. So I would just change your ways. It's the best I can, best I can do for you. So a couple of pop culture stories that I wanted to talk about. Number one, don't know if you saw this, but yesterday Patrick Mahomes and his wife Brittany delivered a new baby boy. They already have a daughter, and the baby boy's name is Patrick Bronze Lavon Mahomes the third, and that's great. He had a baby during the season that the Chiefs are nine and two and well on their way probably to another AFC championship game at least. You want to know an interesting statistic about Patrick Mahomes and in his career in the NFL? Patrick Mahomes has not played a road playoff game since he's been in the NFL. That is unreal. 
Now, obviously, the Super Bowl is at a neutral site. I'm talking about a playoff game not played in Arrowhead Stadium. He's never played one. He's never played a, a playoff road game. And, and, you know, that's just that's all props to him because his team finishes with a better record every year or an upset happens and they get to have a, a home game. But like last year, you know, um, they hosted the AFC championship against the Bills, but Tennessee was the number one seed. Tennessee would have beaten Cincinnati. Kansas City would have had to go to Tennessee, but they didn't. It's fascinating to me. He has not played a road playoff game in, this is his fifth season, I believe. And right now, Kansas City controls their own destiny in the AFC. They went out. He's not going to play a road playoff game this year either. But anyway, the point being, they had a baby, their second child. They have a daughter already. I don't know the daughter's name uh, as I scroll here on the story. Uh, Sterling is the daughter's name. Anyway, all I know is Sterling and the new boy, Patrick Bronze, um, your uncle is Austin. What, what? No, this name's not Austin, is it? Jackson Mahomes, sorry. Um, Jackson Mahomes is quite the entertainer on Twitter, on TikTok, I mean. And I think, I don't know enough about it, and I'm not too dialed into the TikTok world, but my guess is Patrick told Jackson, you got to cool it with the TikToks. Because when I went, before I recorded this, I went to Jackson's TikTok account just to make sure. I was like, I haven't heard much about him this season. Jackson Mahomes has only posted four TikToks since this football season started. Last season, all he did was post every single Sunday dancing on the sidelines at some point. And the things that he's been accused of, um, skimping out, trying to trying to play the do you know who I am card at restaurants and trying to get deals. Um, yeah, just not good, Jackson. Um, but Patrick and Sterling, Uncle Jackson, um, when you get older, maybe TikTok won't even be a thing and you'll never see these videos that your uncle made, but they are pretty cringy to say the least. This story I found kind of head-scratching. You know, Matt Lauer, after he got fired from the Today Show, we haven't really heard much about him. He's never resurfaced. He's never gotten another job. And nobody, no TV has, uh, show has ever signed him on to do anything. He's basically been off our radar for five years. And People.com had a story yesterday about how he's kind of withdrawn from several friendships in the last year particularly the Katie Couric one, because he didn't like what she wrote in her book. And she kind of semi-slammed him, is the quote. It made him lose trust. Okay, why does he have it all backwards here? You were the one who were sexually, who were accused of multiple allegations of sexual misconduct in the workplace. And you're upset at your friends for having their opinion on it? Like, that's kind of backwards, Matt. Like, really, really backwards. Katie said in her book, he was kind, generous, considerate, and a good colleague. I got more information and learned more about what was going on behind the scenes. And then I did some of my own reporting, talked to people, tried to excavate what had been going on. It was really devastating and also disgusting. I think what I realized is there was a side of Matt I never really knew. And then she kind of goes on. He was reckless, callous, and honestly abusive to other women. Yeah, exactly. 
and Matt's mad at her for just stating the obvious. I mean, this <laughs> talk about making yourself the victim. Matt, of course, people are going to distance themselves from you. Like, look at what you did. You embarrassed yourself. No one will give you another job. And you can talk about cancel culture all you want. But this wasn't like, oh, we found some tweets from Matt from 10 years ago. This was a continuous pattern of sexual misconduct behind the scenes and using his power over interns who literally didn't stand a chance in that industry if they say anything publicly. And then I don't remember the name of the one that came forward, the first one to accuse him when the Me Too movement started, but all the credit in the world to her, the courage she had to do that. I mean, because once she did, then others felt safe to come out and say the same thing. So that is kind of how it usually works. All it takes is one person to have the courage to come forward. And that person really, really got the ball rolling on Matt. And, you know, Matt Lauer may have been your favorite TV morning host, but the bottom line was not a good guy. Might have been great and, you know, started your mornings with him and he seemed like a really nice guy, but a lot of them, a lot of them have people fooled. And seeing the story on people.com, how Matt's, you know, distancing himself from some of his friends or people that he thought were their friends, his friends. I'm just like, uh, Matt, it sounds like he still doesn't get it. So, so that was an interesting story. I want to end with some college football today. Look, I told you it looks like your first three are definitely set. Georgia, Michigan, and TCU are probably in. And the only one that could be on the border of not getting in is, is SC. If SC loses to Utah on Friday night in the Pac-12 championship game, it then turns into who is the committee going to take, Ohio State or Alabama? I told you I don't see any way Bama gets in over Ohio State. They have two losses. Ohio State has one. No two-loss team has ever made the college football playoff. But there was a... Twitter video that I saw yesterday that even adds more fuel to that fire that not only is Alabama not going to get chosen over Ohio state for that possible fourth spot. It's not even a conversation to have. So we already know Ohio state's got one loss. Bama's got two Bama's best win is over 19th ranked Texas who lost four games and they beat them by one point on the road when their backup quarterback had to play the last three quarters. And everybody that watched the Texas-Alabama game in Week 2 knows Texas should have won that game. Ohio State's best win is over a top-10 Penn State team on the road by double digits. And speaking of double digits, Ohio State won every game this season by double digits, something no other team in the country has done. Bama played five one-score games this year. And went three and two in them. Ohio State's lone loss was to the number three team in the nation. Not to mention, if you go back the last two years, Michigan has the second best record in all of college football. Bama lost to LSU, who got beat by AM, a four win team. Like, <laughs> I don't think I need to keep going here. Like, Bama has no resume at all. 
So let's stop saying they have an argument to get in over Ohio State. They don't. And I get there are probably SEC fans that are jumping up and down or screaming at their radio right now. I get the passion. I know the passion of the SEC fans, but you have to be objective and realistic in this case. I just laid it out for you, all the things. You can't name one thing that Bama has over over Ohio State. They don't. Now, the question just becomes, does Ohio State get in? And the answer to me is yes, but only if TCU or USC stumble and lose. But there is no, no debate of whether Ohio State gets in over Alabama. It's a no-brainer based on everything I just gave you. So thank you all for tuning in. I'm working on a very, very good podcast for this week. It might end up coming out on Friday, my Thursday podcast, I mean. It might end up coming out on Friday, but um, this could be a really good one. Really good one. So I will keep you updated on that. I'll let you know. Set to record Wednesday, so it is, as long as it does record on Wednesday, it's going to go up Thursday, but it's possible might have to record on Thursday and push it back to Friday, but trust me, you're not going to want to miss this one as long as it uh, it does happen. So I'll keep you updated on that. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.